The Cowboys may have opened training camp, but there are still many questions that remain unanswered. And to find the answer to those, it's time to get riled up here on the Cowboys. Every Thursday, right here on the Bog and the Boys Podcast Network with your man, Tom Ryle, and your boy, Roy White. At RW3, you can find me. You can find him at Tom Ryle BTB. And Tom, we made it. Back to football. We've actually got, well, quasi-football to talk <laughs> about as the Cowboys held their first practice yesterday out there in Oxnard. Just shells in this case, which is for those uninitiated helmets and T-shirts, no pads, and they'll wait to get those on here a week or two from now. But plenty to gain from this, Tom with still questions to be answered. So before we get the question to the questions that you and I obviously want to dive into and find out whether or not the Cowboys will answer here in training camp, we've got to kind of get to the, the news of the day. Um, I think first and foremost, that starts with what the Cowboys did on the pup list, the players that will be unavailable for the first several weeks of the season. No surprise that Michael Gallup's a part of that. And also, though, uh, a name that was – left off that list, and I think one that we can kind of start this conversation, one Jabril Cox. Yeah, that's very encouraging because most people expected him to start off on Pup. Uh, They're not – he's not going full speed, apparently. They're going to bring him along a few days. But this says he's going to pretty much have a complete training camp. And the Cowboys, you know, need some answers at linebacker. That's one of the things we'll get to in a little bit. So that was that was encouraging. Uh, the rest was pretty much, uh, you know, no bad news. Uh, you know, it's it's no contact practice. There, uh, you know, you, you expect to see them complete some passes, and you know, we did get a little bit of. Uh, 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 comment about Anthony Brown getting a pick six on Dak when uh, they were in 11 11s. Uh, so, you know, uh, that's even a got a taunt in there, Tom, even got a taunt in there for <laughs> Anthony Brown. Well, I, I missed the taunt part. I just saw the, the replay of him making the pick. So oh, he glad. gave Dak a little wave as he did. It. <laughs> Why not? You're going to be going up against him all season long. Let's, let's spice things up right from the beginning. well Jabril Cox is an interesting one just the fact that he is not on the pup list to start the season Uh, for those who don't remember Cowboys drafted him in the fourth round last season spent a lot of the season not really contributing right battling back from an injury understandably but for the most part only made any type of impact on special teams late in the season and it was a very minimal one at best I kind of tend to think that he's still got a long way to go but the expectations for him, at least from an excitement standpoint, right? A, a player that, you know, it was his injury history that caused him to fall into the fourth round there with the 115th mm-hmm. pick. And were it not for that injury, he might have been a second round type of talent. And with that in mind, that's always kind of exciting to know that that type of player is, you know, getting back into health uh, you know, positively. Uh also, though, we know that Michael Gallup since he was left on the pup list, will not be available 
at least to start the season. And that's probably a good thing here in training camp because there's a lot of different guys that have an opportunity to make a name for themselves outside of the one sure thing that we know in CD land. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and Gallup was working on the side and didn't look like he was struggling a whole lot. So hopefully he will come back in the minimum time. I'm not sure on the pup rules. Uh, if he starts the season on pup, he has to be on it for four games. But I'm not too sure if they bring off a pup during camp. He may be able to try to get back in earlier than that. But let's not count those chickens before the shells start to crack on them. Yeah, he has an opportunity there, but I don't think anybody was anticipating, nor were the Cowboys planning on having yeah. him be available week one. And uh, and it'll be interesting to see kind of how they manage that position, obviously. A couple of notes from practice, I guess you could say. Tyler Smith, while not taking first-team reps, was represented quickly thereafter at the left guard position. And according to onlookers, looked ready for the position, looked prepared to take on that role, both physically and from a positional standpoint, held up right now. Granted, there's no pads involved, so guys aren't really going full speed. So how can you really know? But it's nice to know that at least he looked the part. Yeah, he apparently worked with Duke Manyweather uh, during the offseason, and people said it showed because uh, Duke does a great job preparing O-line for the season well that's an exciting one uh, of course Connor mcgovern going to be a part of that equation as well and he was the one who took the the first team snaps yeah. for the cowboys and, there. That, and that is traditionally how the cowboys do it the guy that was there last year is going to come out for the first series during training camp as in the starting job just to kind of honor him but what they do going forward, I think we're going to see Tyler Smith coming out and doing almost all the work with the ones, which is what the team wants and which could be kind of important indicating what they're planning on doing it, you know, backup tackle. Because some people want to make him the starting left guard and the backup left tackle. And I just, I'm not a big fan of that. So. We'll see how it goes. Uh, right now, it's kind of going sort of like I anticipated the team would do it uh, as the slim down Mike McCarthy starts to get the uh, Cowboys ready to go. Yeah, uh, Soda Weight Loss, I guess, the official Cowboys partner. I don't know if that's what he's been doing or if it was the uh, the boxing classes that he mm-hmm. stated he's been attending and uh, been preparing for. But either way, something's been doing good for Mike McCarthy in that department because he does look a lot slimmer looks a little bit more fit for the challenge doesn't make a lick of difference to me from a head coaching standpoint (laughs) because Andy Reid's one of the best head football coaches in the league and he looks like an absolute slob so I'll uh I'll I'll take my chances I guess fat or thin Mike McCarthy if he just is in a position to uh make the right calls as a head coach um other notes I guess Sam Williams we got our first look at him from a defensive end standpoint, working on the side, just working on uh, his pass rushing moves, bending and uh, shifting there as they did that kind of circular drill. This is a guy whose name is going to come up again in this podcast, Tom, because uh, he's one of my targets that I think falls into the category that that we will dive into here in a bit. Mm. 
Understood. Um, also, uh, shoot, if I'm missing anything else, Tony Pollard caught a couple of passes there out of the backfield. That was nice to see. Who knows if that's going to continue? Semi Fahoko made a nice catch. James Washington unable to connect on at least one of the videos that we saw there on Twitter. But uh, looks like he's at least uh, going to be an available option for Dak Prescott going forward. Yeah, they said that Washington route looked good, that it was just a, a misconnection. So mm-hmm. they need some help there. We need some people to step up in that wide receiver room. Well, Speaking of that then, Tom, right, as we dive into training camp, they won't really begin practice until next Tuesday, right? That's when they have their first padded practice. That'll be an open practice to the public out there in California. And of course, right, reminder, check out the YouTube page for instant reaction there on Tuesday night, seven o'clock central from all the guys here at blogging the boys, right? Make sure you subscribe to the channel. But if, uh, if we were to have any reactions to this, there's not really a whole lot you can take from it. So as far as questions being answered, you and I still have several, but you so much more eloquently than I have actually put pen to paper and, and made a list of the answers or the questions that you would like to see answered as we go forward here in training camp. So I'll let you take it from here, Tom. Yeah. And and understand this is not a comprehensive list at all. I just came up with four that kind of are floating around at the top of my head. Uh, And the first one deals with what is probably going to become a season long meme about Steven Jones. And that is he going to have to dip into that dry powder before the camp is over because Right now, there's there's three positions on the team that I think they need to be looking at hard in case they don't develop what they need from within the current roster. Those are wide receiver, linebacker, and offensive tackle. And uh, the, the big thing to me of those three is the last one, offensive tackle. Who's going to back up Tyron Smith and Terrence Steele? We, we just are waiting for when Tyron Smith has to miss some games. Uh, past seasons have just been that way. And right now, they're looking at players like Josh Wall, Matt Letsko, Isaac Alarcon, and uh, Eamon Simon, a guy that I don't really know about, mm-hmm. who all have one clear trait in common, None of them have played it down in the NFL. Uh, the only other guy in that group is a guy named Aviante Collins, who has a grand total of five games, one start in his career prior to coming to the Cowboys last year. I don't know if you really are going to want to roll into a season where the performance of your quarterback is what you're probably going to have to stake your offense on. Uh, to a greater degree than if you had some of the other pieces firmly around him. And if there's any place I think the Cowboys ought to be looking right now at what is still available, get some guys in for some tryouts, have somebody, some people that they may want to reach out to and get on board fast, that's offensive tackle. And they can look at it either as trying to get a swing tackle, or I think there's a good chance this year they may go deep and carry a backup for each position. 
a backup left and a backup right tackle. Uh, that would let them have the guys focus on one position in practices. And I think that might be worth it just to provide that little skosh of extra insurance for that Prescott's health and well-being back there. Uh, and that's we a key know factor that, of it. Like that, just keeping Dak Prescott upright has to be one of their number one priorities. You know, a lot of people have debated as to the best way to do that, right? Is it getting the running game more involved? Is it making the offensive line a little bit more assertive? Uh, is, yeah. is that going to take some relief and pressure off Dak, Dak Prescott? Is it making guys available around the line of scrimmage to, you know, relieve that pressure in Tony Pollard, right? And I think all yeah. of these do play into that equation. Um, it's just interesting, I guess, from that standpoint, when – God, you know, with Dak Prescott, you know what he's capable of and you know what he can do. But, you know, and I expect him to lift up those guys at the wide receiver position. But I have to believe that Stephen Jones has always intended to use this money at some point before the season is over, Tom. Like, I cannot believe that. And again, they might have full faith in Dak Prescott to believe that he can make, you know, chicken salad out of chicken S, right? But Mm -hmm. they can't just leave him to do that when the opportunity is there to provide more stability, right? To provide insurance from a protection standpoint, or, you know, in some cases, as was suggested on social media by, Here's truly, and not really intentionally, by the way, I was only lucky that Cole Beasley responded to a tweet of mine, but hey, like if Cole Beasley is willing to come back to the Cowboys, I think that would be a wise individual and player to look at if he fits into your budget, because he would certainly, in my mind, fit into the characterization of does this player help Dak Prescott? That that really is, I guess, the question that I want Steven to answer with this powder. And again, maybe I'm naive to assume it, but based on what they have said, that they're not going to spend money outside the organization exorbitantly, then this is the time where having the powder makes a difference. They actually can make a big impact and improve their football team with the players and the names that are still out there and available. In my opinion, yeah. tell me if I'm I don't, or you disagree. I don't know if I would. Yeah. I don't know if I would look to Cole Beasley for that. I think there's better options just because Cole Beasley basically had some of the same issues that seem to have led them to move on from Amari Cooper. Man, and, I hear that, but I also don't want to hear it because he had twice as many catches as Amari Cooper, and his uh, 82 catches a season ago would have led the Cowboys in terms of receptions. Yeah. So, like, I get it. Cole's got his issues, too. I'm not saying he's the perfect option. I'm not saying he's a one. But if we're having a conversation about whether or not Cole Beasley coming to the Cowboys would make the Cowboys a better football team, I'm hard-pressed to say the answer to that is no. Like, well, is there, do you disagree? Do you think the answer is no? If you bring Colby's to the Cowboys, he doesn't, he doesn't make them better. Well, I, I, I 
I would have to see how it plays out in the locker room, as I said, okay. with, the, with the staff and everything. I do think they ought to be looking at, at wide receiver along with uh, backup tackles. And it wouldn't be a bad idea to have a linebacker. Uh, we're going to get into that a little bit more in a minute. Uh, so, you know, I do think that that Stephen Jones needs to be open to that. And they were last year. They went out and got Malik Hooker. He play, he paid off beautifully. They brought him back. So the Cowboys are willing to do this. We're just going to have to see if they, they actually have, find someone to pull the trigger on. Do you, let me ask you real quick. Do you think that they will do something once they've sorted whether or not they have the horses already? Or do you think it was their plan all along to make a move around this time in one of those areas? I think they want to see if they can answer the questions first of who they've got out at Oxford. That's the dream. I just think with the number of places, it's kind of a long shot they're going to be able to do it. Maybe they'll prove us wrong. Maybe Ball will step up. Maybe one of the other guys will, will be really good as a tackle. Maybe things will work out at linebacker. Maybe the wide receivers are going to step up, and it's going to be a real fight to figure out who they cut because they've got more better wide receivers than they'd anticipated. We'll have to see. I just think they need to keep their eyes open. Uh, and this is the kind of thing, especially at, at offensive tackle, this could go down to other teams starting to make cuts. Yes. And th- this could be a very late addition. The Cowboys have signed free agents uh, between the uh, final cut down to 53 and the start of the regular season. That, I think, is very much on the table if they've got something they're really unhappy about. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I absolutely agree. Well said, Tom. Well, perfect 
start to the questions that need to be answered. What will Stephen Jones do with that money? And I got to believe he's going to do something, but it may take up until, you know, a week before they kick off the season to find out exactly what the Cowboys will do in that department. Yeah. And, and the next question we actually got to see a hint of today already. And my question, that was, where's Tyler Smith? Uh, as far as I can tell, he worked exclusively at left guard. Uh, they were not working him out at offensive tackle. And that is the way I would prefer to see it happen. Uh, I, I want them to focus him on being the starting left guard this season. Uh, they can worry about other options later on. I mean, they successfully moved people around from year to year, but they've got him in. He's a rookie. Let's teach him to play his position and let him focus on that position and not worry about going out. Uh, you know, I don't really want to have to do the double move of kicking Tyler over and putting Connor McGovern in, which, you know, I think winds up you've got downgrades at two positions now instead of just downgrading one. Uh, so I'm encouraged to, that, that all the talk so far seems to be that uh, Tyler is working as the left guard. Uh, that to me is encouraging and definitely a move in the right direction. Indeed. He also looked, he looked really nice. So, <laughs> Hey, just, just, man to man, just standing it's okay there, for you to say that. Apart. This is a safe space. Yeah. It's okay for you to say that we can, we can be secure in our masculinity and understanding that uh, that man is a man's man. Yes. And I think that's all we need to say about it. Yep. (laughs) So next question number three, then Tom, that you proposed is which wide receiver. And this is one that we kind of said, like who's got a great opportunity, which wide receiver will build enough chemistry with Dak Prescott to find themselves on this roster. And I am actually interested to find out because you've also predicted some of the names that might be on this list. And uh, you've kind of conspicuously left some off. Yeah. uh, And, you know, uh, obviously Michael Gallup doesn't count. This is just talking about what we expect to start the season. Mm -hmm. You know, we know we got CB Lane. He's, he's your number one. Um, And he is the, and he is a number one. I saw, that debate. I saw that debate going on around Twitter uh, earlier this week. And I thought, are people really questioning whether C.D. Lamb was a number one a season ago or is a number one going forward? I'm not saying he needs to have I'm not saying he needs to have a big leap. Right. He doesn't really even need to. Yeah. But he certainly has room to take a big leap next season. Yeah. And and he put I, up a pretty good season in 2021. Yeah, and and I think they're gonna do everything they can to get over into the top three just because you know they they seem to have already. I now if I'm wrong about anything, it's that I'm kind of high on Noah Brown. He's been around He's been kind of buried in the depth chart, but he knows the system. They keep bringing him back. 
He's on his second consecutive one-year contract. They keep bringing him back. They have to believe there's something there. Um, so I think that's that's something that, to keep an eye on. Um, I think Washington is going to be probably – he's going to either be the, the wide receiver four or will step up if one of the others doesn't pan out. And I'm glad to hear that Mahoko – had a, had a good snag today because I think he's going to probably be the fifth name. And I'm looking <clears throat> then that they're probably going to carry six to start the season. And the sixth name is going to be one of that massive UDFAs, whoever can kind of emerge and establish himself a little bit. Uh, so, you know, those guys can't afford to miss any time. And I saw that one of them is already on the uh, pump list. So, he's got to get get caught up real fast but i think that's going to be a real exciting position battle to watch in camp it usually is there's almost always a udfa that, that winds up developing a lot of buzz so i think that could be a really good thing for them uh if one of those guys can percolate up and like i said i, I kind of expect them to go a little bit deep in the wide receiver room <clears throat> which means that they probably won't go more than three tight ends mm-hmm. um and there it's it's you know we've got dalton schultz and it's who are the other two guys going to be because uh you know they've got jake ferguson the rookie but he's got jeremy sprinkle and especially sean McEwen, who seem to have established themselves a little bit with the staff so one of those you don't think ferguson's be, uh, a lock to make this roster like that third not, spot is between McKeon and Sprinkle, no? I'm not too sure. I think it's hmm. a, an all-out fight for both the two and three slots. And I don't necessarily think they're going to automatically put Ferguson in there, uh, you know, because he they could try to salt him on the, the, the practice squad. Hmm. And that's where he comes into the next thing and that he's one of the guys that I think they're we're putting too much expectations on. So we'll kind of, I don't don't think I just want to stay. I like, I don't think you can put them on the practice squad. Like this goes against Cowboys philosophy uh, and also Steven Jones history um, that they do put a premium on guys that are drafted and they want to make sure that they're highlighted in some capacity. Right. Uh, This Jake Ferguson for better, for worse, unfortunately, he's a pet cat. And he's going to stay in my mind. Like, I, I guess I boil it down to this. Do you have a better chance of sneaking Jake Ferguson onto the practice squad or sneaking Jeremy Sprinkle onto the practice squad? And I, my argument is you have a much better chance of, of sneaking Jeremy Sprinkle. So you keep Ferguson on there. Well, we have to see how, how they play. That's Agreed. the thing. Agreed. We're, no, we're, we're, I mean, we're making predictions here, of, but I'm saying that is one I will, uh, I think I'll pound the table on that. Uh, yeah. I don't think but whatever happens there is going to change. One guy I did want to mention, though, the wide receivers before you went too far past it. I'm sorry. We can come back to the tight ends in just a second. The guy that uh, caught my eye, the undrafted free agent, right, that kind of stepped above the rest, TJ Basher, the undrafted yeah. free agent out of Texas Tech, 6'5", but it's none of that that caught my eye. Do you know what it was that yeah. has him slightly above the rest amongst the undrafted? Drafted wide receivers. What's that? It was the T-shirt that he wore in the training camp. 
There's a blown up picture of Terrell Owens dumping the popcorn back into his mouth while wearing a football helmet. And for that young man, TJ Vasher, I remember your name, sir. I remember your name. Yeah, he's he's actually a UDFA from last year that hung around. Yeah, well, I did remember that well. But he kind of gets overlooked a little bit, but uh, yeah, I think he's definitely in that mix, and he is a guy that that could show out and, and earn himself a job this year, uh, you know. But another another rookie, I think people are are really hyping up a little bit too much is uh, Matt Walepsko. Uh He, you know, he's a fifth rounder. The Cowboys miss on fifth rounders all the time. And people seem to think he's just really in that mix for a backup tackle job. And I just want to say tap the brakes and let's find out what happened with him. Um, you know, I, mean, I, I just, I want to, I want to, I, I don't like putting these high expectations on your day three picks. It's, it, it leads to, disappointment, disillusionment, and it's because the expectations can be unrealistic for them. So I, I really think that people that are really think he's just, you know, going to come in and just show out, you know, be great if they're right. I just don't think that is going to automatically happen the way some people were talking about it. But this is the time when people hype people up without having a lot of evidence. Now we start seeing a little evidence as time goes along. Yeah. Well, no question about it. And that, I mean, yeah, well, let's go like people love to get infatuated with late round offensive linemen because mm-hmm. there have been plenty of good offensive linemen found. It's a little bit more difficult to decipher and differentiate like the quality of offensive linemen from the early rounds to the late, right? Up until they get into the NFL and you see how their strength and their speed and their agility matches up in the pro game it's kind of difficult to really say what they're going to be right. Even just, even for someone who watches a ton of college football film, right. They have a difficult time, I think with offensive mm-hmm. linemen, much more so than other positions, but yeah, one of the most difficult to evaluate college because the college game has become so different. It's, it's all about the, the mobile quarterbacks and, and they don't hold their blocks as much. Yes. It's just a different thing. Well, a hundred percent. And and so like offensive lineman is a good place to look as to where maybe expectations might be a little bit overhyped. Um, one I'm kind of looking at though, like quite honestly, Tom, and I want to be excited about it, right? I don't want to say that I'm down on the guy. I just feel like I'm I'm hearing word that people think that Sam Williams is going to be able to step into that starter role like week one opposite Tank Lawrence. And I'm just kind of thinking to myself like, okay, um, in reviewing draft analyses, he was never rated as one of the top 10, 10 pass rushers amongst any of the publications, CBS, draft tech, you know, pro our lads, any of that stuff. Like he, he was never one of the top rated prospects by NFL.com or, you know, a, any of those places. And yet there's people that are putting him into that opposite tank Lawrence starting role and also putting quite a bit of expectations on him. And I'm thinking we're looking at another guy who, who correct me if I'm wrong, was a second round pick right? Tristan Hill was a second round pick and we're now looking at him potentially being cut 
from this team this yeah. training camp. So yeah, why the hype around a pass rusher that like up until he was drafted was not being talked about at all? And and do we really know the plan for him? His role, his greatest value may be to be a, a Tank Lawrence backup, the guy that comes in and gives Lawrence a breather. Bingo. Uh, I, I think they've got experienced guys on the right side and Armstrong and Basher and, uh, you know, even Fowler that I think they've got uh, – that they're going to be looking at them to be the starter. And then it's a matter of figuring out the rotation. And I think that Williams is going to be a rotational player. I think he's going to have some splashes. I think he's going to, to, to do well enough that they're not going to regret drafting him. I just don't think he's going to be the day one starter. That people yeah. Are trying to Boy, I think there's as much reason to believe that Golston will contribute more to this team than he will in 2022. And Entirely possible. Right. And no one's talking about that. So again, maybe I've heard again, maybe what I'm tuned into is hearing too much about Sam Williams yeah. and perhaps no one is discussing his impact, but I feel like I'm getting a lot of Sam Williams hype. And I'm just saying, like, I think that's one that I will give time to. That's a position yeah. and a player that I will give time to develop and mature. And as a footnote, there were some people that said that Tristan Hill looked pretty good. Uh, admittedly, you can't tell much in these practices for linemen, mm-hmm. but you know he he maybe have a chance to kind of salvage his his reputation a little bit this year. There's there's also some veterans that I think people are putting too much hype on, and we've already talked a little bit about one of them. That's Jabril Cox. People think he's going to come in solve the linebacker depth problem. He's going to be challenging Leighton Van Rush on the depth chart. He didn't see much action last year. And on the first and 10 podcast, uh, another one of our sister podcasts that people listen to, they talked about the fact that he mostly played special teams, saw very little action uh, with the regular defense, and then he got hurt and missed the rest of the season. I think it's going to take a while for him to come along because he is coming back from injury. And I think he's once again going to be a special teams contributor primarily. I don't think he's the immediate answer this year for the linebacker depth. Uh, let's let's give him some time to develop and see how he comes along. I, I you know, I just I hate to see people just to, just say, hey, he's he's going to be in there and he's going to light it on fire. There's nothing really to base that on, as you said. Uh, you know, he, he had an injury in college. He had an injury last year. So he's got to get healthy first off. Then he's got to, to get better at the pro game. And let's let him grow. Give him a chance to grow some before you start hanging all this stuff on him. And another guy that I think people are, are also putting a little bit too much on right now is Kelvin Joseph. Uh, you know, he did get to start a couple of games last year. But he was limited in, in his play. And mostly the team has Trayvon Diggs, Anthony Brown, and Jordan Lewis. And, and I don't see any reason to think that somebody's going to break into that little trio. 
and the Cowboys keep their corners on the on the field basically the entire game. They keep their starters out there. That's one position that doesn't rotate in and out. So don't be looking for Kelvin Joseph to light light things up either. Uh, he's going to take some time to get into the game to understand what's happening, and uh, you know he it's not there's nothing wrong with needing some time to grow in the NFL. Uh, not everybody is going to be a Micah Parsons and just light the league up his first season or even his second season. Some people don't really hit their stride until three years in. Uh, that's not at all unusual. So, you know, this, this – you got to whole... hit it at three. I mean, you got to hit it at three because if you don't, then I only get one more year of you to figure out what you are, right? So you – if you don't yeah. hit it at three, you're not getting the deal that keeps you in town, right? But unless you're late in Van Direction, you can't get a deal elsewhere. But look at Armstrong. Has he ever really set things on fire? And yet they got him, they gave him a new deal because they see something. He did make some contributions last year. Uh, you know, and he he I think they're looking at him to grow into the fifth year now that he's got the new contract. I believe this is his fifth year. I don't know if they extended him on after. They're really treating him. Honestly, they're treating him like Randy Gregory without the suspensions. Yeah. That's kind of what they're profiling him as. And And that's basically what they've told us that they expect him to be now that they uh, weren't able to sign Randy. And I think what they're expecting from him is that guy who can come in and be your starter who's not necessarily the most pass rusher because you that well-rounded guy who's not maybe great but who's solid both stopping the run and it getting at the passer when the other team decides to throw on first or second down so you know you have to look at the entire construction of the roster and try to figure out roles because we know that Dan Quinn likes to rotate his defensive linemen a lot. And so everyone has to have roles and things they can do and be able to step in at different times. And not all of them are going to have the same strengths. Uh, if, if Quinn is good at maximizing their strengths, then he can make something out of this. Uh, even though the guy may not look at times like the, the guy you, you think you really want there, they're just doing it by, you know, plugging guys in at different times and getting what they need out of them, hopefully, and it all works out well. So, you know, you know you've got Demarcus Lawrence, and then it's it's how the rest of the guys slot into this mix. Uh, it's going to be kind of it's going to be kind of tough because I don't know if they've got room for uh, six or seven defensive ends, which is kind of what they've got. People are talking about all of them at different times, like they've got something there. Uh, you know, I think Fowler is a guy that's definitely at risk because he's basically got one really great season on his resume, and who knows if he's ever going to recover that. But we'll see. It's it's This is the start. Training camp is its own marathon before the even bigger marathon of the 17-game regular season. There's a lot of stuff that we've got to see, a lot of things we're going to find out. 
Uh, they got to keep everybody healthy. I'm glad to see they kind of uh, skipped the conditioning test for the veterans and did some agility work with them and just did a conditioning test on the rookies. So, you know, um, it's, it's a different world. The rules have changed for training camp. And above all, you don't want to get any unnecessary injuries. Well, if it is a marathon, then blogging the boys will have you covered for every inch of it. Uh, the best recaps, the best video postings, the best uh, information regarding the Dallas Cowboys, you will find at bloggingtheboys.com, including daily recaps with all the tweets and videos and from all the people that are on the ground watching the Cowboys in person, of course, with our own unique flair and reaction to it as well, that you'll only find at bloggingtheboys.com. So make sure you check out Tom's article there. Make sure you check out all the podcasts on the Blogging the Boys podcast network powered by SB Nation. For Tom, I'm Roy. You stay riled up on the Cowboys, and we will see you next week. <laughs>